0: hey what's right.
1: up everybody welcome to the yambar podcast brian barcelo host of this episode today's guest vital cherry is a bassist and composer for make sure i got this right triangle afrobeat orchestra vital thank right. you so much That's for right. being, uh, agreeing to do this podcast
0: Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate
1: it. All right, to the chase. Triangle Afrobeat. Well, um, I'm not a I got the Afrobeat kind of in the orchestra. Guy, what's the triangle aspect of it? Feel mind saying?
0: So, uh, we're, we're we're in North Carolina, and there's part of this area called the Research Triangle. Um, and it involves uh the techno uh the technology sector building up in Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area. Uh, and there are two major universities there. Duke University is in Durham. And three miles away in Chapel Hill is University of uh, North Carolina. Oh, wow. And so, uh, yeah. And they're rivals, of course, in uh, a basketball, of course. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan went to uh, University of North Carolina and, uh, like, uh Grant Hill went to Duke and, uh, you know, Coach K just retired, uh, mm-hmm. last year. So. Mm-hmm. yeah. A more, um, a Lawrence Taylor went to, uh, UNC, uh, the oh, great wow. uh, linebacker. Um, so yeah, a lot of heavy basketball around here. Uh, not so much football, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, not so much baseball either minor league teams in almost every town in North Carolina. <laughs> Understood. You know, it's funny but you anyway, mentioned back to the question. Oh sorry, the yes. Triangle is yeah. about um, uh, that's where we're from the uh, the Raleigh Durham area. That's mm. where we're based from. Yeah it's yeah. funny
1: that you mentioned uh, basketball. I'm familiar with the Raleigh Durham area. My mom's lived in um in Raleigh and they used to go play basketball up there in Durham and you know, then the courts up there was kind of close and stuff you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. I forgot about less than eight miles, something like that. It was real close, just right up the street to go up there. But anyhow, how did you get involved with Afrobeat music? And if you don't mind, explain to our listeners and viewers, what is Afrobeat music? Uh,
0: Uh Afrobeat music. Let's see. Um, Well, there was a man named Fela Kuti, who uh, they say is the originator of Afrobeat. And he came, it came out of a, this is, uh, from Nigeria. And this music came out of, uh, what's called High Life. And basically it's, it's sort of a circular thing. Um, the Africans were trying to play basically James Brown music, R&B. And so there was a cross pollination. James Brown was influenced by Africa, uh, the Africans were influenced by James Brown, and it sort of merged. There's a, a tribe called uh, Yoruba. That's where um, uh, Fela Kuti comes from. He mixed his folkloric music with James Brown, and it's dance music. It's uh, protest music. Uh, Fela was uh, harassed constantly for because uh, he was uh, making a point and making a difference with the with the people he, he got harassed for uh, uh uh calling out corruption in the Nigerian government and he wanted a he was an Afro uh nationalist i guess you say Afrocentric person he wanted a united africa he wanted and so uh yeah they they had it in for him cuz he was disturbing the status quo of course mm, he was uh, messing with the he was messing with the higher ups, the uh, upper classes' money. Understood. So. I
1: like when you said, um, when you mentioned that James Brown was influenced by African music, and then African music turned around was influenced by James Brown. It's kind of like a musical oh, yeah. circle of life thing there. That's pretty yep. cool. I like that. Let's see what yeah, else I yeah. have for you. Um, now, you mentioned um, that Afrobeat was made of, um, oh, no, I know I should have wrote this down there, a couple of musics. One of them I wasn't familiar with. Which one you said Afrobeat consisted of? Oh, highlight. Highlight. From, I'm sorry, yeah. Highlight. What mm-hmm. what is that? I'm not familiar with Highlight.
0: What is that? Uh oh, here we
1: go again. <laughs> <laughs> Are they that close together um, to where they're interchangeable and in hard to distinguish?
0: It's similar to, you know, before Bob Marley got popular with reggae, there was this thing called uh Rocksteady, and before that was Ska. Um uh, and if you listen to Bob Marley talk, he'll tell you he was listening to American radio. And he's he, they were influenced by like uh, Fats Domino and people like that. And so uh, when he and Peter Tosh and Buddy, uh, Buddy uh, Whaler got together, they were singing harmonies and trying to be uh, like a doo-wop group. And then the music changed and also was a protest music and it got harder and, uh, you know, egos clashed and they went their separate ways. Uh mm-hmm. so, oh, uh, similarly in, um, with the, uh, the high life, it used to be, uh, like African jazz. Like they say, uh, ska music is, it's mostly instrumental of, and it's like Jamaican jazz. You got the, 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 the reggae beat with cha cha with uh, instrumental, lots of horns and uh lots of uh improvisation. Now high life music is more of a folk music with uh, a bigger band and uh I can't think of an artist right now. I don't wanna. I don't want to mess up our connection and get on the internet. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You did great. Um, now, another thing but, I um, to... Also, um... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Fella was from a, a high-class family. Uh, his mother knew uh, Kwame uh, N- Nkrumah. Uh, he has two brothers, and both of them are physicians. Uh, Kwame... I'm sorry. Um, Fella went to uh, London to study music. So, uh... You know, he has this uh, sort of this image of someone of the streets, and he he wants to be a person, you know, down for the cause, and he definitely was, and he paid the price. But you know, he came from uh, you know a middle class background, you know. Understood. Now, yeah, um... uh, he was musically educated. He wasn't, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, you started.
1: When did you start this band? You said as a bassist and composer, you started. I'm sorry, band. You started this orchestra. How did you go about doing that, and why? What prompted you to do do that to start the um, Triangle Afrobeat Orchestra?
0: Well, I, I came. Uh, I moved to North Carolina from Baltimore, uh, 2010, and slowly was making my way, um, uh, meeting uh, musicians. And I found throughout my little career that the most interesting things that I do, I start myself. And, uh, you know, I've had elders and mentors tell me, you know, you have to, uh, uh, doing art is selfish. You got to make stuff that makes you happy. And if you do that with some sincerity and some intent, other people will like what you uh, do.
1: Understood. So, so
0: that's what. I, so I took the things that I liked. Uh, grew up in the '70s. Uh, loving um Stevie Wonder, Earth Wind and Fire, uh Miles Davis, Charles Mingus. So it was uh improv. I wanted to make dance music. I wanted to say something um, It meant something to me, not just, uh, you know, trying to get paid or get laid. I wanted to say something with some purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, like with any medicine, a little sugar with it goes uh, helps go down. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, so if you coat your message with some dance music, it helps uh, get it across. Yeah. So that's what I was, and uh, I casually listened to uh, Afrobeat, and I thought, well, let me try this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as simple as that. Now putting on um, together, um, you know, putting together
1: a group. Orchestra, um, oftentimes from what I hear from other artists, it's kind of like pulling teeth or something. Did you have any trouble getting the people together? I see you have a diverse, diverse group here, too. I want to speak about that, how you actually went about it. Was it difficult? And how you got all this diverse people together to help you out or to join in on uh, the project?
0: Well, it's a ongoing, it's a collective. It's an ongoing process. Everyone has a job and everyone's busy. Uh, so I have a you know a, a large cast of characters to um uh to choose from and whoever's available I I hope that uh you know they can make it so um we started in uh March of 2018 um I say we've only been playing three years because you know COVID <laughs> really that uh from 2018 to now is five years but we didn't play for two years so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that was really rough. <laughs> Did you, um, uh,
1: you do any online concerts where you
0: managed to do that during COVID? I couldn't. Uh, didn't want to. Um, and really, uh, yeah, I didn't want to. Um, I'm a little old school. I like people in the room. The whole thing uh, is I want to feel the and see and hear the audience reaction. You know, I didn't feel comfortable charging people to watch a YouTube video. Mm. So uh, some other people did feel comfortable doing that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, my my side gig was uh, teaching English online. So I, I, I was doing that and uh, I uh, built a garden with my son here in the backyard. And that uh, helped me stay sane a little bit. That's what's up, but uh, yeah. When everything closed down in March 2020, we had gigs until October, and all that went away. And then, uh, yeah, I went into a little of a uh, funk.
1: <laughs> oh man! sorry. as most of the country, perhaps the world. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. not you mentioned um shows. Where have you been performing? And do you have any upcoming shows? Now that COVID and all that stuff's over.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's over. Uh seems like things it, yeah. are, uh, buzzing. Um next Friday we have a first Friday here at a, a town called Hillsborough. Uh that's outside and it's free. Um we got a face we got a Facebook and a YouTube and uh Instagram where you can contact us. Mm-hmm. Um The and center then the next yeah, you have one. There's a Center Square. I think it's a Center Square event. Uh, that that is uh, June uh, 10th, the following Saturday, and that is in Greensboro. Ah. and that's all for a minute. Then we got something um, in a town called Black Mountain, North Carolina, in um, August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, the uh things have been bubbling. In April, we had a really nice gig. We worked with some dancers at Duke University for a week and uh, had a lot of fun and uh, got a nice check. So that's all Ooh. good. Yeah.
1: That that always helps <laughs> a lot of stuff. Now, the, um, the people the people that you work with and stuff on, you mentioned checks and stuff. Is that, like, divvied up amongst all you guys? Because that picture that i seen of your orchestra looks like a large yeah. orchestra. It seems like a lot of...
0: I thought you got to make that check and stuff, man. Oh yeah. Um, well, um, we're about a dozen or more. Um, uh, I don't. I. Uh, I can go with a little <laughs> I can go with as little as eight. As few as eight. Uh, five in the rhythm section and three horns. That's what I. uh that, That's my bare minimum. But that's the thing. uh, That's the constant fight with the musicians, you know. People love music and they want to hear music. And, of course, everybody uh, likes to hear live music. But, but, uh, you know, they don't want to pay for it. And uh, I have a little joke. I just want my band members to be able to buy a tank of gas and a carton of eggs. And that seems really hard these days.
1: Yeah. Now, is this a sign of the times... What's going on? I hear uh, a lot of musicians, you know, on this podcast we interview, you know, a lot of musicians, it seems to be primarily music, but we do a whole bunch of things, but it seems as of late, then talk been talking a lot of musicians, and the complaint that I'm having is the same thing about the pay, the venues, people not uh, purchasing uh, music anymore. Um, do you think this trend is going to continue?
0: Uh, it's probably going to be worse with the uh, da, 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 AI um, coming at you. Um uh, it seems like the only way to make music these days is to get on the road and play live, because uh, you know, uh, I call a uh CD just a, a very large business card. You know, I I I personally don't listen to the CDs I get for free. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you no, know, I'll, I'll I'll turn on the YouTube and hear somebody uh, uh concert, but uh.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. more convenient. You're right. It's much more convenient to yeah. go online, and listen to an MPV, uh, MP3, or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's cool. You being honest like that too. I'm not gonna comment on that one.
0: <laughs> Chicken. Yeah. I. I. Uh, I uh, yeah. It's a bit hypocritical. I sell CDs just because everybody else does, but uh, I give more away than I sell. Probably
1: understood. Like
0: you said, business cards.
1: This is really yeah. big business
0: cards. That's true. It does sound. Um, on, on the one hand, uh, people don't have CD players anymore, and it's rare uh, uh, that people listen to CDs. But if you don't have one, if you have a band and you don't have a CD, people be like, what's y'all been doing? Why don't you have a CD? You don't have a recording? Well, I have yeah, plenty of stuff on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah, but. Yeah. There was some kind of physical medium. <laughs> right 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 so that's hold on to. and uh you know the cool kids these days they're going back to vinyl oh, yeah. I I see uh, uh some shows where they'll have t-shirts and stickers and cds and then you know a, a 10 uh 12 inch records that are you know 40 dollars a piece.
1: (laughs) Wow, understood. You know what, Uh, just to plug the show a little bit, we interviewed a guy um, last summer. He has a half a million albums, whole house just shelved and shelved and still with albums. And he's talking about the renaissance, you know, the renaissance of, you know, the um, vinyl coming back, like he was mentioning. So yeah, it is coming back in a big way. Another thing, I don't know if you went through it, but it seems like a lot of musical artists did. I went through it myself. I was passing out um, cassette tapes when CDs ah. came out. Have you been there? I'm trying to get yes. people cassettes mm-hmm. and they listen yeah. to CDs. So now yep. we're passing out CDs and they're somewhere else now.
0: Yep, yep, yep. I, 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 a friend of mine told me if you want a cassette player in your car, that's like a luxury. That's a big you, you're going to have to pay for that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um.
1: We're going to try to keep this on short. I know it's like holidays okay. and you're super busy man. Right now, check this out. Um, Is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to cover? Because we're getting down to the part, the customary part, where we give the guests the last word, so to speak. But before oh, then, okay. is there anything that we didn't cover, any plugs you want to get out, shout-outs, some links or something you want to get out? And we'll put them in the description also,
0: if necessary. Um. Well, I sent you all my links. See, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, Bandcamp. You can listen to music for free. <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. I appreciate the conversation. Yeah, and uh, tell me where are you located? Albany, New York. Oh, right on. Now, mm-hmm. see, I, I was born in Wilmington. Okay, that's what seven uh, months I- up there, Raleigh. Yeah, I have a sister uh, who plays violin. She was born in Buffalo. Oh wow! Do you see how that? Oh, uh, yeah. a
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. so small words, so to speak. I'll tell you this out. Um, do you have any parting words for us? Some type of last, like um, it'd be words of wisdom. Anything you'd like to leave with us? Advice or something like that? Anything like that you'd like to leave us with?
0: Oh, I have a a, a Frank Zappa quote I keep in my head. He said, uh, someone asked him, what do you do to, uh, how do you make it a music? He said, you got to do two things. Don't stop and keep going. <laughs> oh, I received that. <laughs> yeah. That is so uh, much. time one more moment,
1: please. I'm saying goodbye, to everybody. Everybody, parting is such sweet sorrow Another the end of our Yambar podcast. Once again, Brian Barcelo, here with Vital Cherry. We thank each and every one of you for joining us. Be sure to check out our previous Yambar Podcast guests. And always remember that the Yambar Podcast is a place where you make it happen. Peace, everybody. Thank you, Fatal. Peace. You so thank much, you. Man. Peace. Take care, right. everybody. Take care. Later, y'all.